Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 13 of Flip It or Skip It, we will be talking about Christmas ornaments because it is the season all year long. Fa la 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 la. Oh, that just puts me in the spirit. Christmas spirit in March. Who knew? <laughs> it's so true. It is. It is true. I, and, you know, a decade ago, maybe longer. I started to see stores going into malls that were Christmas stores. And I'd look at my wife and go, who buys Christmas stuff in July? But the truth is, the stuff sells all year long. If it didn't, they wouldn't be paying mall rents. <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be dedicated Christmas stores that you could go in at any time. And I think that's, that's it's a good thing because it, Christmas generates a lot of nostalgia uh, Americans love Christmas. It's fun to look for that kind of stuff, and, and you'll often find better buys and a better selection of ornaments in July than you ever would once you get past Halloween. True. I actually had a client bring me a box of Christmas ornaments and a beautiful glass topper in mm -hmm. um, November, and... She was trying to rush, thinking, Dana, get these listed right away, right away. And I I did list her topper right away mm -hmm. because I knew that would probably be the quickest option on um, the possibility better odds of a right. sale. Right. However, I got busy. She brought it at my busy time, and I wasn't able to get them listed. So... I tried to explain to her that Christmas ornaments sell year round. You don't have to rush, you know, in November. But I did list um, her ornaments in November. I listed a box lot of, she brought all these glass German ornaments. And they're, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. spelled R-E-S-L-L-E-N-Z. Right. And... When I did my research on them, I found on WorthPoint they sell really well. And then I come to find out they have a website and they're still selling them and they're still making them. Uh, so even though these had been in her family forever, these ornaments were still being made. Right. So I decided to list mine according to their prices, but make them a bit lower. Mm -hmm. And it worked. I sold uh, six of those. I sold six of those on February 9th for $100. Oh, well, that's pretty good. And these were, were, I mean, they weren't antique. They were like vintage. They had been in her family for years. And right. they were they were old and they were vintage, but they're mm -hmm. still being made. <laughs> right. And that's true with the, with a lot of them. One of the, uh, the brand of Christmas, Christmas ornament that I grew up with was called Shiny Bright. And you could buy them, oh, cheaply. And they've been around since uh, well before World War II. I think they started being made domestically about 1939. They were made at Corning Glassworks. 
So you can go online today and you can still buy the shiny bright brand of Christmas bulbs brand new. They don't have the same draw for collectors that the the vintage shiny brights have. Well, the the vintage ones have some of that wear and that that vintage look, distress. Yeah, and and the decorations. I mean, they have vintage shiny brights, for example, on the the metal top of the Christmas ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has pre World War II. It had made in the U.S. of A. And during the during the war, of course, all metal and such were used for the war effort. So they stopped making them with the metal tops on them, and they started making paper, cardboard tops with a little cardboard loop in it so you could put a hook on it and hang it on the tree. And then after the war, the top changed again, and it says uh, uh, shiny bright, made in the USA. So you can tell the pre-war ones, the World War II ones, and the post-war shiny brights by the top. That's really interesting. One other thing that's interesting is is during the war, Corning was making these things, and because they couldn't use uh, silver nitrite to make them shiny on the inside and reflective, uh, they made them clear. So you could buy clear green ones and clear red ones, and and they would be colored glass, but you could see through them. There wasn't anything on the inside. Those were became real popular during the war, and so they kept making them after the war. So you could still find clear shiny brights. But I see when I was doing estate sales, mm-hmm. uh, tag sales in house in places where I was not able to do an auction. Every house I went in had boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations because people yep. just don't throw that stuff away. Yeah, they save it and they save it year after year, and they do things like. You know, buy special ornaments for their kids and special annual ornaments or special edition ornaments, all that sort of thing. And people save that stuff. So you can make some really good finds. And very often, and this is the thing to do, the the smart pickers will do this. They'll go in and, and rather than looking at one or two Christmas decorations and Christmas ornaments and pulling them out, they'll say... How much for all of it? How about if I just buy all of it? Yeah. And that stuff's such a pain in the neck to deal with because the state sale operators, for things that aren't bought, then you have to deal with it all after the sale. You got to take it to Goodwill or you got to put it in a dumpster. I mean, it's just (laughs) a lot of hassle. The end of my estate sales, I would always take the last couple of hours and just do an auction, auction everything that was left because I had a license to do that. And people would come back just for the auction. They would buy what they wanted in the first few days, but then they'd always come back for the auction because they knew they could buy in bulk at a good price. And then I didn't have to deal with any of it. That's a really good idea. I wish I would have thought of that when, before eBay, when I used to do the flea market. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, many people would have little piles of where their car sat of stuff that they didn't want to take home. And um, Christmas ornaments seem to be in those piles, I can recall. And I never took them because I wasn't doing eBay, but um, I never wanted to deal with them. But 
back then, the Christmas ornaments that were so hot were the McDonald's ornaments that McDonald's put out. And right. I had the whole set of the Dalmatians, the 101 Dalmatians, and tried to collect those for my Christmas tree. And it's too bad that they the price has they still sell the hundred and one Dalmatians, but right. I wouldn't they don't sell for high dollar like they used right. to, like so many things. But <laughs> well, there's a glut of items available out there. I mean the 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 demographics of the country is turning over, uh, baby boomers and their parents, uh, two generations of stuff. There's is hitting the market, so there's just a glut of stuff. Supply and demand is just going to drive the prices down, unless you've got something that's really rare. Right. And so, I mean, you could say, well, Christmas ornaments are down, and maybe overall they are, but they're they're within each category. There are going to be certain niches right. where that's going through the roof. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones to to look for, and the reason to research. That's right. The ones in the box, you know, if you right. have the box, like I saw on Worth Point, um, the snowman, the, the Disney snowman that was like a snow globe, and those mm -hmm. came out about the same time as the um, Dalmatians, and it sold for eight ninety five, and that was in the box. So mm -hmm. you can still sell them, but I wouldn't pay $10 for them. Yeah, to flip. I, I wouldn't pay... $10 for it either. In fact, for, for years, I walked by Christmas tree ornaments because they were just so pervasive. I didn't pay much attention to them. And of course, when I was given doing estate sales, when I was at my peak of estate sales and auctions and that kind of thing was the late 90s, early 2000s. And eBay was barely off the ground at that point. You know? <laughs> That's and it right. wasn't a good research source. You didn't have the same kind of information that you could get there today and places like uh, worth point were just uh in in will cycle's imagination <laughs> it, it wasn't uh the resource that it is now but today boy you can look almost anything up and find out what you should pay for it what you should sell it for great resource sure Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to stop right here, and uh, we will be back shortly after this message from our sponsor. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back uh, with uh, yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're discussing uh, flipping Christmas ornaments. Now, have you collected or seen any Hallmark ornaments? Oh, yeah. My mother used to collect Hallmark ornaments, and when my kids were little, we, we used to buy them. Mm -hmm. There's a website called HallmarkOrnaments.com. I'm not I don't think they're related to Hallmark. I think all they do is deal in ornaments. It's called the Ornament Factory, and they buy and sell Hallmark ornaments. So there's a 
uh, a page they have titled Selling Your Collection. And it tells what they want, what they're looking for, what they don't want. And I love sites like this because uh, pickers, if they've got their smartphone with them, can just look up this website and see what they're buying and what they're not buying. And uh, if you know what they're not buying, you know what to stay away from. And they have uh, a whole section on uh, with condition codes like mint in box or slightly damaged box, damaged box, no price tag and no box. Hmm. And prices will vary. And and some of it, they're looking, of course, for, you know, mint in box or a slightly damaged box. I don't think they take anything else. But that's the way people keep these. I mean, don't you, when Christmas was over, we'd take tree apart and put the ornaments back in their original box. Yes. Put those boxes in bigger boxes and store them in the basement or the attic, depending on the house we were living in at the time. So, you know, you can often find ornaments in really good condition because people will take care of them because they know they're going to use them every year. Yes, I I know. I liked, I enjoyed picking up the Hallmark ornaments when my kids were young. And mm -hmm. I still have the Three Stooges and the Wizard of Oz and the Barbie you know, the different mm -hmm. ones that Hallmark put out, the football player <laughs> for my son. So right. I would um, I would get the ornament and then I would write with a, with a marker the year on the ornament that meant something to my family. I didn't want to resell them. Right, right. Now, when your kids moved out, did, did you give them to them? I did. Um, my son, I didn't give them to him. So it's funny because the last few years when I'd have my tree up, his ornaments would be the only one on the tree. <laughs> and then because I gave the girls theirs and they'd come over right. and be like, geez, when you know who's your yes. favorite? And I'm like, no, it's because he's. I still have his. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, and then after he leaves, you look at your tree and you go, oh, great. Now I got to go out and buy all new ornaments. Yes, I I since I'm in Florida, when I first mm -hmm. moved here, I bought all flamingos and mm -hmm. I bought a a palm tree that lit up because right. I wanted the thrill of having the Florida Christmas, but it's not mm -hmm. the same, I must say. It's not the same. And how long have you been there in Florida? Well, good 22 years now. Right. So you're a Floridian. It's in now in your blood. <laughs> You come north and anything north of the Maryland line and, and you get cold, right? Exactly, exactly. Now, another one I wanted to mention that I sold not too long ago was the Star Trek ornament. And right. it was of the the ship, the Defiant. Mm -hmm. And there's the Star Trek ornaments sell pretty well. Yeah, I think anything Star Trek, Star Wars, any of that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Uh, sells well and of course hallmarks just made a lot of stuff as you mentioned uh, barbies and disney's and they make dr seuss and flintstones and harry potter and and all sorts of uh series of of collectibles cars vintage cars hallmark yeah remember those right hallmark did a series on those another um ornament that I had good luck selling that I had clients bring me that collected over the years was the White House ornaments. Really? Yes. Are you familiar with those? I'm not. Tell me about those. The White House would put out 
um, an official ornament every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they started doing it, but um, and then you could uh, I can't remember if they were through who who produced them, but they would usually be gold on right. n- not real gold, but gold plated on each side. And right. they would come in a beautiful box with a, a card that told mm-hmm. about the history of how this ornament came to be. Mm-hmm. And usually they I would sell those in box lots, but right. they're the same kind of thing where you have to research them one by one. And right. then to see, but if you just do a search for White House Christmas ornaments, you'll you'll see them. They're really cool. The other the other cool um, Christmas ornaments are the animated ones. Oh, I don't know about those. Yes, yeah, so some of them would would um, they would have like a switch on them, and they mm-hmm. would move like a a train one would move in a little tiny track around. Right. Or um, Hallmark, of course, made a lot of those. But the Christmas stores, you know how they pop up come October. There will be a Christmas shop pop up and they'll be loaded with ornaments. And those would have the lower end kind of ornaments that people enjoy buying. Mm -hmm. But um, if you go in and look for the odd, then they're fun to flip. I, I have an odd one that goes up uh, every year, and e- even in years when we don't want to deal with a Christmas tree, we'll put it out on the table. It's uh, Homer Simpson popping out of a cake, dressed like Santa, holding a beer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. This isn't really Christmas ornaments, but Christmas lights. and. Right. The vintage Christmas lights that bubble up. Oh, I love those. Don't you love those? I love those. There was, when I was a kid in the the 50s, that's what went on our tree. And yeah. I said to just be mesmerized by the, the colors and the bubbles. And it just wasn't a Christmas tree if it didn't have bubble lights on it. That was the main attraction. They still sell well, last I checked. And, and I, I do have a set that, I actually got from an estate sale and I kept them because I had never seen them. I didn't grow up with those. They're so cool. They are. I always thought they'd be like a a hazard. (laughs) Well, I think that may be why they stopped making them all together. I mean, when I was a kid, we kept our Christmas tree up just long enough for it to be a fire hazard. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'd take it down. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure they're still around. The Christmas decorations in general, tree decorations are safer now than they used to be. It used to be that Christmas tree lights were wired in series. Mm-hmm. So if one bulb went bad, the whole strip went bad. And uh-huh. they had to go through and take them out one at a time and replace them one at a time and figure out which one was the bad one or ones and um uh, and then it would work again until the next next time a bulb went out, and then you'd lose a whole strip. And it was it, we'd test them all before we put them up, but it, it was really a pain in the neck if they were on the tree and then the strip went out. It was hard to get them replaced. But I think decorations in general are safer now than they used to be a generation ago. True. Now I see on Worth Point, 24 vintage Christmas tree bubble lights sold on February 4th of this year, 2021, for $130. Oh, 
So maybe I should not put mine up next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, considering that you used to be able to buy a box of those things for seven bucks, that's that's pretty good, <laughs> I think. And, and chances are, whoever picked those to start with got a, got them in a box, a big box of Christmas stuff, where he bought the whole thing. I hear Will Siple's uh, voice ringing in my ear saying, uh, buy in bulk, sell one at a time. Yep, that's so true. It's perfectly yeah. well said. It's so true. Yeah. The other thing that's fun, just uh, since we're on the Christmas subject, is the ceramic Christmas trees that you would paint in art class and then they'd right. have they'd light you put the light bulb inside and then it would have right. the lights i still have one actually a client brought me one to sell for her on consignment mm -hmm. and i said you know i'd really like to keep this i promise you i'll never sell it i just would like it and so mm -hmm. i bought it for 20 bucks from her mm -hmm. and since the kids if no kids or family are coming here for christmas that's the only tree mm -hmm. i put up yeah, well, we've cut way back on that as well because our, our kids are grown and gone with houses and families of their own. Sometimes we'll decorate the Christmas cactus, you know, put a little topper on it. <laughs> well, those ceramic Christmas trees sell pretty darn well. So mm -hmm. you definitely, when you're out, especially this summer or, you know, in the spring when people are fed up with their Christmas ornaments and their Christmas decorations and they're putting them all out on the table at garage sales. Right, right. You can spot those trees. So definitely grab those in addition to um, any of the ornaments that we mentioned to flip. Even the bases, the bases of those will sell without the tree on it. But there's still kids out there that like to to buy the Christmas ornaments, so it's fun for us sellers to flip them and, and keep them happy. Yeah, I would say that uh, if, you can, if you can buy it right, then you should definitely buy Christmas decorations to flip. Uh, people will always be looking for them. You can always sell them. Uh, and even if they don't go online, you can sell them at a flea market or at a garage sale. It's hard to lose money buying Christmas decorations and Christmas ornaments especially, don't you think? Yes, I think so. And, and of course, some sell better than others, but right. you can always box lot <laughs> all the leftovers that you weren't able to sell so or, or weren't as valuable or worth your time. So the advice then is when you find Christmas ornaments, flip them, don't skip them. Merry Christmas all year long. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> oh, I hear angels singing. It's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Listen to the four part harmony. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. Cool. All right, Dana. Well, uh, it's it's been nice. Uh, we can say goodbye to episode 13 and look forward to number 14. And uh, I'd like to thank all our listeners for for tuning us in and checking us out, and uh, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.